The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Wells Cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the Wells Cast. Um, I'm I'm so excited. I've been doing a radio show since I was 16 years old, and I don't think I've ever been more excited about an interview than I am today. And that's saying something because the last interview that we had was Paul Schaefer, who's done everything from SNL to Letterman to Godspell. But today's episode, I think, is going to absolutely blow your mind. We are going to have on the Wells cast the linchpin, the centerpiece, if you will, of the Firefest. No, it's not Billy McFarlane, I'm pretty sure he's still in jail, but we are going to have Ja Rule on the show and his daughter, Brittany Atkins. They're on a show called Growing Up Hip Hop New York. It airs Thursdays at 9 p.m. on uh, WE TV. So, of course, we're going to talk about where the hell he came from, how he got to where he is today. And then, of course, we're going to have to delve into what happened with the dumpster fire that was, well, Firefest. This episode is going to blow your mind. Stick around. The Wells cast is coming at you. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the podcast, Wellscast. Uh, this is, I think, I have never been more excited for an interview than I am today. Hey. Ja Rule in Ooh, the house with, uh, with his daughter, Brittany. Hey. How are you guys? I'm good. Good, man. This is, this is the business of family. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. We don't do family business. This is the business of family. There's a yes, difference. Yes, You guys are doing a show together. Yes. Um, what's that like, working together? It's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it a whole lot. Um, we had our, another show before previously, but this one is different because that one was like 24-hour yeah. us. All the time. This yeah. one we get to have like really fun with. You know, growing up hip-hop is, is not just about us. It's about hip-hop kids in general, you know, just the lineage of hip-hop. And I think that's really dope. I, I enjoy it, man. And my son is also on the show with us, my older son. So it's a lot of fun. Do you have any say in the production of the show? No. No? I'm joking. A little bit. A little bit? Just, just itsy bitsy bit. Because, I mean, I did, but, but, a, I did yeah. reality TV, too, where I had absolutely zero control over it, and <laughs> right. it's terrifying. It's, it is. Um, so tell me, like, your experience with it. Like, is it fun, like, kind of creating the ideas for the show or Well, I'm stressful? an EP on the show, but, yeah. you know, I—, I they do what they do. This is, yeah. It's their show. You know, my man Datari, he created the show. And, you know, I want the show to be authentic to what they want it to be. I'm not coming in and say, I, want, I just want to protect my family from yeah. being <laughs> messy. You yeah. understand? We're not a messy group. You know, no. me and my family, we're cool. We're laid back. We're, we're you know, a cool bunch. So I, I, I want that to be portrayed and not create these false narratives for my family. Because if you put somebody in a situation, you know, it could, we're not punks. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah, absolutely. it could jump off. But I would 
rather not be in those situations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you, Brittany? Do you like doing it or is it yeah. stressful? No, I enjoy it. Um, just like he was saying, the timing of it, it's just, you know, it's quick. So it's like we yeah. get in, we get out, yeah. I do my scene and I'm done yeah. for the most part. Um, for me, my I, I will say my only the personal thing is just like, you know, the interviews like with that and they do like the Frankenbite bit sometimes, which is like <laughs> weird because like I'll hear myself and I'll look at it and I'll be like, wait a second. I didn't this say that. There's two different spots here. Yeah, and I'm like, I know that's not yeah. exactly what I said or how I said that. But that's that. TV. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? That's TV and you, and you, you got to understand it is also a TV show. Yeah. yeah. So and it has to be entertaining as well. So, yeah. you know. So the um, the Wells cast primarily is an origin story podcast. I'm obsessed with how celebrities got to where they are now. Everyone knows the story of the celebrity from when they became famous onward. Yeah. But I think a lot of people out there want a blueprint to how the hell do I do that? Like what steps do I need to make to get to the point of everyone knowing who Ja Rule is, right? Right, right. Yeah. So I want to hear your origin story from the beginning, if you don't mind divulging. Well, I'm going to tell you, the seek, there's a real secret to success. Okay. And I'm going to give everybody the secret right now. Okay. Y'all ready for this? Write it down. Get your pens. <laughs> ramen noodles. There's something in the ramen noodles. I'm telling you that everybody struggles when you eat ramen noodles and somehow you make it out. You, you, you do it. It's something in the noodles. I'm telling you it's something in the ramen. So funny. Every struggling artist has ate ramen day in and day out, made 50,000 ways to make it yep. and made it taste different on a, yep. on a Wednesday than a Friday. Ramen is something in the ramen, I'm telling you. It's so true. I used to do that too when I was moonlighting at radio stations. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, it's success, baby. I'm telling you, it's the ramen. And then you start doing weird stuff where you're like, Putting in egg. You put an egg yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. You make Hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I'm like, I know. I went to college, so I'm like ramen. Oh, you lived off ramen in college. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's so funny and so true. Um, no, but but it's it's the, the journey, I think, is the, the most important part of yeah. anyone's success. And, you know, like you said, you don't really talk about that. People don't really speak about the journey. It's always, everybody's success feels like an overnight success. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, all right, I never heard of you, and then you were the biggest thing overnight. But right. people don't see that that struggle, that constant, you know, work ethic that you're putting in night in and night out, the, you know, the the the, the late nights, the the no sleep. The, it's a lot. It's yeah. A lot. yeah. And it always seems like um, you're not quite there yet. You're not quite there yet. Like yeah. it's one more thing I got to do. It's yeah. what the next thing is going to be the big thing. And then, and it's funny when people are like, well, you've always been famous. What are you talking about? It's like, what, yeah. are, you, what are you talking yeah. about? I've been struggling and hustling for so long now. A long time. Yeah. So, so tell us about growing up. Where'd you come from? Um, you know, so tell I, us about your I, I grew I, I grew up in Queens, New York. Yeah. You know, um, Hollis, Queens. We run DMC, you know, historically from, and you know, I, I had, a mixed childhood, mm-hmm. you know. I um, and this here's the crazy thing about when you talk about poverty and money and comfortable, you know, being comfortability and you know struggle. So when I when I was younger, and this is and this is just to tell you just 
just, you know, how, how things in, in life work. When I was younger, from my younger years on to when I was about 12 years old, I lived majority of that time with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. And they had more stability for me as a kid, you know, house, cars, you know, it was better for me as a child to live in that environment. And then when I got to be about 12 years old, something went wrong. <laughs> and, and, and my mom and my family weren't as tight. And my grandparents weren't as tight as they were. And I chose poverty and the love of to be with my mom over the stability. And I think that that is, a, a, first of all, it's a very big decision to make for a 12-year-old to yeah. make. You know, comf comfort here, starve here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, I say that to say I wanted to be where wherever my mother was. Yeah. And as kids, that's what people don't understand, you know, when they're, you know, when I look at all that's going on in America and we're pulling people's kids away from the There's nothing... I would I would live in a box with my mom and my dad or my parents. You, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where the happiness is. In life, people want to be happy. And your happiness is with your family, mm -hmm. with the people that love you the most. You know, and, and even though I was with my grandparents, it didn't feel the same as being with my mom. You know? Yeah. And so that I, I that took a different turn for me. So I I was grew up with my grandparents and they were stout Jehovah Witnesses, very religious really? people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that was tough. And and that was the reason why, you know, my mom separated from her family in a little bit because they got this thing they do, they disfellowship you. Yeah. If you, you know, do stuff outside of the religion. And my mom got this fellowship and then now when you get this fellowship, they're not allowed to speak to you. Oh wow. And so they, my mom really got to see me on the weekends and, you know, stuff like that because she worked 4 to 12. And so, you know, they took those privileges away and then I was like, oh, this is not going to work. Yeah. So then I went to live with my mom, but my mom wasn't doing as well as my grandparents, of course. She was struggling and, you know, working two jobs. You know, she had a job at Creed Moore, which is like a mental hospital and then, uh, and then she worked a, another job at like a, a cab dispatcher. She was a cab dis dispatching cabs, you know. So, when I went to live with my mom, that's when all the mischief and all the craziness started. Because as a young kid, she worked four to twelve. Yeah. I went to school in the daytime, came home. She was on her way to work. <laughs> that was the nature of Game our relationship. Time, yeah. Game time, baby. <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, I got into a lot of crazy stuff. After that, you know, after I left my grandparents and went to live with my mom, and um, that's that's when you know. I, I, but I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, because as I discovered the streets and and drug dealing and just the the hazards and the crazy things that you know go on in in in, in the ghettos of America, I also discovered hip hop mm -hmm. and fell in love with hip hop, and you know, here we are. So, I mean, it's amazing to hear like your story and you know, how important family is to you. And then yeah. fast forward to to now and you're you're doing a show with your family. Yeah. It's kind of beautifully apropos, I suppose. Family's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you're having a good time when your mom's working. Yeah. Uh <laughs> to yeah, say the least. To say the least. <laughs> what what makes you go from um drug dealing or, or, or whatnot to I want to be a musician. 
This one right here. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I have, I have had Brit, me and my wife, Aisha had Brit when we were 19, 20 years old. Wow. And so once you once you get a once you have a child, it, it changes everything. You know, you you look at life different because you're not now. It's not just about fending for you. Mm-hmm. It's about the little one too. You know, how am I gonna feed her? How am I gonna, you know, put clothes on her back? You know, how I'm gonna make sure that she has all the things that she needs to to you know be okay and and. That that just it changed my 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 vision on on things. You know, I went from wanting to be like Nino Brown and shit to <laughs> wanting to be you know Run DMC, LL Cool yeah. J. You know those guys. Better decision. <laughs> How did you decide on the name Ja Rule? Oh, that's my you know that's my initials, Jeff Atkins, J A. Yeah. And so that's I was originally originally just Ja. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of my homies, he used to see me all the time in, in, in the park playing ball, and he just he just started saying it, like, Ja Rule. And I was like, that kind of sounds dope. Yeah. Yeah, so I kept it. Yeah. What was the defining moment in your career where you were like, all right, this could work? Um, You know, it happened really early. Yeah. When I met Irv. When I met Irv... I said to myself, this could work because now it wasn't just me saying it could work. It was somebody else that actually was in the business mm. and, and doing stuff that said this could work. Yeah. And so, you know, once you get that kind of that stamp of approval from others too, you really start to believe it, you yeah. know? So I remember one day having a conversation with my mom and she, she, she came in my room. She said, Hey, you know, I know you're trying to do the music thing and everything, and, and then you know, you know, you know, mom. Yeah, yeah I, I can hear it right now. <laughs> I know you're trying to do the music thing and everything, but you know, you, you have a daughter now. Yeah. So maybe you should like go get a real fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Ma, I'm nice. This is our conversation. This is a real conversation. Yeah. I'm like, Ma, I'm nice. I'm not like these other rap dudes. I'm nice. Like, I'm going to make it. Yeah. She's like, that's what they all say, baby. You know what yeah. I'm She's like, yeah, nice story. I'm like, mom, I'm telling you, I'm nice. I'm good. Like, everybody's telling me I'm good. Like, I'm going to be good. And so, you know, we went through that. And, and, you know, trust me, she also is happy that I made the decision that yeah. I made. You know, but, you know, it. people don't see that. You know, that part of the journey is tough, too. Yeah. When you have your mother saying to you, go get a job, boy. This is these pipe dreams you're over here living. That don't pay the bills. Right. That's tough to still say, nah, I'm going to keep yeah. on with my pipe dream. <laughs> my yeah, this pipe dream is working out well for me. You know what I mean? It's not making any money yet, but it's working out. You know, it's, it's tough. And you have to, as an artist, you have to have that with your artistry. You, yeah. have, to, you have to stand up on it. You, yeah. know, you have to double down on it. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing. You know, even when I made my second album, you know, come, my first, I've I've dealt with this my whole career. People telling me this is not gonna work. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to do this, and it's 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 all it's the gift and the curse when you do these things because you start to get this air, this air of invincibility. Mm-hmm. Like I can make any fucking thing happen. Yeah, 
And then Fire Fest happens. And then you're like, <laughs> holy shit, I can't make everything happen. <laughs> so you you know, but but no, you get that. You get that. Yeah. Like, like I can make miracles, yo. Yeah. I you know, when I brought my second album into Def Jam, they told me go make a whole new other another album. That album mm-hmm. did three million records out the gate. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah. I know what's going on out here. You know, so you you really start to feel like I have this vision of, you know, what's next, what's new that other people don't have. And, yeah. and you start to believe that. It's kind of like being in that that uh, Steve Jobs uh, distortion reality, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, world. But when it works, it works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Brittany, what's your recollection of those early days? Um, For me, I, I don't remember too much of it because I was really young. Like, I, I can remember some parts of, like, living in Queens and stuff like that. But for me, I, it, it kind of happened fast, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, because I feel like when you're young, you kind of, what, you don't start really picking up memorying stuff, especially when you're older. Like yeah. I don't know, I can remember certain things back to like being. It six did really and happen seven. really fast for you though, because we were like living in the hood mm-hmm. when you were like three, yep, maybe two, three in that area, and we went from there to Fresh Meadows. Yes, which I remember. I remember that house. And then we went from Fresh Meadows to West Orange, and then West Orange to Saddle River. But that all happened in a span a of, of like, like a, a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, all right, yeah. I'm here. I moved up. This house is exactly. cool. Literally. We just okay, like I made some more money. We're out of here. You know we're going to the bigger house. Yep. And that I remember particularly, too. I remember going house shopping with you guys and looking Yo, and at it's all crazy. the I remember because I, I went up. So the second house I moved into was West Orange. Mm-hmm. It was in a gated community, bigger house, nice house. And I was living down the block from Noriega. Yeah. And a big shout out to my brother Nori. And I remember I was about there for about a year. And I remember telling Nori, I'm moving. He's like, you just got here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out, bro. I'm good. I got me, I found me a nice spot over here in Saddle River. It's, it's big, too. It's nice. So, you know, I just, it happened really fast for her. By the time we were in Saddle River, you were, what, five? Yeah, I was in the first yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. So, so. It, was, it happened fast. Looking back to that time, is there anything, was there any mistakes that you made that you wish you could have changed? No. No. I I have this thing with me. I don't regret nothing. Because in life, you live. Yeah. Right? And and you can't live with regret. If you do something, you did it. That's it. Yeah. There's no turning back the hands of time and saying, oh, I wish I wouldn't have did that if I would have did this different. Because that, for me... That stunts your growth yeah. going forward right. when you're looking <clears throat> backwards of what could have, would have, should have been. So I don't I don't never look at it that way. I, I, You know, I look at my career just as this. I know where I came from, the bottom. And I know where I'm at. So I, in, in people's eyes, I may not be at the top, but in my eyes I am because yeah. I know where I came from. And when you come from the gutter and you and you – you know, you live in a beautiful home and you have a beautiful family and, and you're putting your kids through college and I won. I made it. I didn't, that's what I wanted out of life, you know, to be successful, mm-hmm. yep. to be able to have a beautiful family and, 
you know, a home over our head and, and, and not have to worry about where we're going to get our next meals and, you know, eating ramen. <laughs> we have, we still have a lot of ramen in the house though. This is crazy. But, but you know, it's, it's a choice now if you want to eat ramen. <laughs> and I like it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone knows you as, um, a fantastic musician, but you kind of did something that was a little bit, I would assume outside your comfort zone, which is acting. Yeah. Um, I mean, just tell us about like the kind of the journey into that world. I, you know, I always wanted to get into acting. Yeah. Even, even, you know, before I started making music, I, you know, you know, I wish I had footage of some of these old things. I, I like, I used to be like, like when I was like, I don't want to say like 10 Nine ten. I was like a dope Michael Jackson impersonator. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I was the guy. A grandma and them be like, "Hey baby, come on in here and do that Michael Jackson. Show show everybody how you do the Michael." And I come in and hey, <laughs> I know this is hard for y'all to envision, but I swear to God, like I was like Michael. I was baby Michael. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so entertainment was, like, in my blood, I felt. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't care how I approached it. You know, m- music just happened to be the thing that broke it. But, you know, like, I was just laughing earlier talking about it. I, 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 I'm going to do stand-up. But, yo, I actually did write stand-up material when really? I was young. Yeah, we went all, I had stand-up material, too, in, the, in some of them pads that I was writing on. I had in everything. I was writing movies, things. <laughs> I, everything, because for me, this is it's all encompassing. It's all the same. Arts yeah. and entertainment. Art. Yeah. It's art, you know. And 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 if you do one thing, you do the other kind of too. You know, you you kind of love it all. It's not like one thing. Like usually, when when people act, they they like singing too. You know, when they're yeah. singers, they want to act. And then, you know, so yeah, I, I've always wanted to act. And, and when I when I got the opportunity, I I jumped on it, and I, I enjoy it still. I, I really. Can't wait to do more film stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is there anything in the entertainment space that you haven't done that you want to? Um, I've pretty much covered the yeah, gamut. Like no, you- no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go do seven minutes of the improv. Yeah, right. I got to figure something out. But, but you know, I've, 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 you know, I've pretty much done things that I wanted to do. Yeah. And I think in life, that's what it's about. You know, going after things and then doing them and, you know. And so I've had fun making music and writing for other artists, you know, they're like, it's like little things that I keep putting in there for me to conquer, for yeah. me to, you know, do. and now, you know, I want to, you know, conquer the film space. I want to go out and make amazing films, not just, I know I can do the hood stuff. I, I can create that all day. I can, you know, I live that. I, I have friends, uh, you know, I can take their stories and just create them too, you know, and like we're doing, you know, with, 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 our, with, with our friend Supreme and, we're gonna do the Supreme Team, you know, story, me and Gotti, and you know, and 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 you know, we're working on the Murder Inc. documentary and 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 the Murder Inc. TV show, you know, so all those things we'll, we'll be producing together, me and me and Gotti. But then outside of that, you know, I want to do crazy stuff, like for example, okay, how I I just think a little different. So one of the movies when I came home from prison, I was trying to uh, get the rights to a couple of books. So one of the books that I was trying to get the rights to was a book called uh, I Heard You Paint Houses, which is an amazing story. And I was like, if I can get the rights to this and and create this, out of here. 
that is now the Irishman. <laughs> yeah, big shout to Pesci and, and De Niro and the gang. But um, and, and another one that I think I might actually get the rights to, I'm trying really hard, is uh, it's a book called Hellhound on His Trail. And it is... Robert Johnson? No, it's not Robert. No. Not Robert Johnson. I don't think. Okay. Don't don't quote me on that. I'm not sure who the writer is. But um, it's a really, really good book. And it's Martin Luther King's story told okay. like none other. Because it's telling two stories. It's the tale of two stories. It's telling Earl Lee Ray's story too. Mm. And how they lives were parallel until they the fatal day when they actually collided. Yeah. It is from cover to cover compelling. Like you you be glued to your seats. And and if and I want to do it, I'm not sure if I want to do it as a film or as a TV show. I kind of leaning towards TV because you can do more with TV, I feel. You know, you, you tell a story in the movies within a two hour space, you don't get to get everything. But with a with a with a TV show, you get to, you know, really, really dive in. And I think you know, the way the book goes. So it's one chapter Martin, one chapter Earl. Martin, Earl, Martin, Earl, Martin, Earl, until they, you know, until the fatal day. Now just imagine that as a TV show. You're watching one week episode is Martin. Mm-hmm. Next week episode is Earl. Then Martin. Then Earl. Mm-hmm. Then Martin. You know? Yeah. Until the story collides. Yeah. Oh my God. You are watching, you are watching our country in its glory of divisiveness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and believe me it would be the talked about show you understand because you're gonna have you're gonna have black people glued to martin's side you're gonna have white people glued to earl's side yeah but they both have to watch each side to see how it collides for sure it's it would be epic it would be I, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Anybody out there listening? I know. You can find me at <laughs> five two two. No, <laughs> Pesci, don't steal this idea. <laughs> no, when I, you know, let me tell you, as a creative, when you hear that other dope creative minds, you know, come on, Scorsese, yeah. Pesci, De Niro, they also seen this story and thought it was amazing to do. I know that I'm on the right page and on the right path of what I'm supposed to be doing as a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I'm happy that they did it, and, and we had that same idea. You know, I got Ja Rule uh, on the Wells cast with his daughter uh, Brittany Atkins. Uh, there on the show, growing up uh, hip hop, New York airs Thursdays 9 yeah. p.m. on We TV. Make sure y'all tune in; it's amazing. We got all the drama, beef, <laughs> love. It's all off. It's all there. Yes, it's everything. <laughs> I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, you know, I got to ask you about Firefest. Right, like what's that? If I <laughs> <laughs> stick around. Mother's Day is coming, and Mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint: get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. 
So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't you just love warm alcohol? Gross. Well, neither did Dylan, the founder of Brewmate. That's why he made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Brewmate's stylish, insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. Whatever your tastes are in beer, wine, spirits, Brewmate makes every sip the perfect temperature. Look, I hate it when my drink gets warm before I'm finished. If you're like me, you'll love Brewmate. All right, so my favorite new Brewmate is the Hopsolator Slim because it fits the White Claw, all right? There ain't no loss when you're drinking the Claw. This isn't even a White Claw ad, but somehow we're getting it in there. Don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit brewmate.com and add code WellsCast to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com and add code WellsCast. Do it. Don't have hot drinks. So gross. All right, back in the Wells cast, we got uh, Ja Rule and his daughter, Brittany Atkins, on the show. Um, I mean, you've done everything. And I, I guess, like, now knowing you a little bit, not everything can be home runs, right? Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't bat a thousand, because that would be Let me tell you a weird something. life. Most 
successful people with batting like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Is throwing we hit wall. one home run, <laughs> yeah. baby, and here we are. You know what I'm <laughs> and that is success. There's yeah. so many failures, so many. Yeah. It's just when you get to a certain level now, now my, you you do something of that magnitude and you fail. <laughs> it's, every, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the L at everybody that's heard around the world, you know, but if it you know, I, I look at it and, and I try to look at everything as glass half full. Mm-hmm. And the the one thing that I can say was positive that I get out of the festival was, you know, if I would have did this festival and we went off without a hitch and it was a great festival, it wouldn't be as big as it is now. Yeah, and it never happened. Yeah. So with all with the, with the bad that came with it, it made it a global phenomenon. Yeah. And so now the next. One that I do. Stop. So there's, are we doing another one? We? You win? You, yeah, you, 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 you speak French now? <laughs> <laughs> Just let me know where to pick up the check. <laughs> but, but, but no, I, yeah, I, I, I absolutely, you know, want to do another one because, you know, I, I feel like the whole situation of what it was, man, it, it, it could have been done the right way. It, it should have been done the right way. It should have been pulled off. And it wasn't. Yeah. And that to me is like, okay, I had a I had a bad situation with some, you know, partners that 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 weren't the weren't the best partners for the situation. And that that happens sometimes in business. And I, I've lived and I've learned and I've trust me, I've taken all the backlash for it and I've, you know, taken it on the chin and I've stood up on it and 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 I think I, I think I think I owe it to myself and to the public to to do it the right way. You know? Looking back, were, were there any signs that Billy wasn't going to be able to do what he was saying he wanted to do? Now, here's the thing about Billy. Okay. Because every, you know, everybody's a Monday morning quarterback. For sure. You know? Billy was introduced to me as the fucking next Mark Zuckerberg, the yeah. next Steve Jobs, the, 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 the kid that can do it all. Been starting startups and businesses since he was two. This is the Billy that I met. And yeah. and this is the guy that all these people were giving their money to. So now I step in and it's supposed to be fing inspect the gadget and be like, <laughs> something's not right here. <laughs> no, it, it yeah. looked it looked on par. It looked everything looked amazing. It looked like this is yo, he's he's raising all this money. We're doing oh, this is great. Yeah. We're gonna pull it, we're gonna fing kill it. And, you know, come to find out he was raising the money the wrong way, you know, telling people he owns this, his grandfather owns that, and whatever the case may be. And, you know, and they're giving him the money. I, I, I literally sat in rooms with Billy. And this is this, this to let you know the power he had. Yeah. And the, the, the trust that these other powerful, rich people, they believed in him. He'd walk into the rooms. I'd come in, give him the vision of what I wanted to do. And then Billy would be like, all right, guys, in or out. Really? Really. And you'd have people raising their hand, I'm in for two million. Ah, I, I, five hundred thousand for me. Just like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I could never walk in a room and do that. 
Yeah. I just don't have the face. <laughs> <laughs> never will. You know what I'm saying? I could never walk in a room and say, yo, here's the plan. With no business, <laughs> no business plan on the table, no nothing. And say, yo, who's in and who's out? Yeah. I got a meeting at two. Don't waste my time. Come on, who's in, who's out? Never seen no like it. Yeah. But he had he had that cachet. Yeah. And people, you know, they believed in him and they trusted him and they and they gave him their money. And then when it didn't work, it was look what that goddamn Ja Rule did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh? You, you understand what I'm saying? Huh? <laughs> but I get it. I'm the celebrity. My name's on the marquee. I'm the I'm the big name that everybody knows. So of course I'm gonna take the the heat for it. So you know ne- that that was a learning curve for me too. The next time I get into something like this, I don't give a f- whose money's on the table. My name's up there. Yeah. So you're gonna we're gonna do it my way. Yeah. Yeah. Point blank. Period. Or you can take your money and go. Because that's what happened. Once the money started being put in, Ja Rule's say so started to get lesser and lesser and lesser. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm taking it and I'm, you know, because I'm like, you know, all right, f*** it. It's, it's my vision. We're doing it. It's getting done. Whatever. I'm not going to, you know, come in here and and try to f***ing dictate and be the dictator of everything when it's not my money. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting what I want done. Are there other things that I'd rather do or maybe like the DPS thing? I was mad at that. I, I went out and, and 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 felt like I had the right production guys to pull off the event. I spoke to my good friend Jay-Z, my big brother, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He put me on to the right guys to use. And then I come off tour. For me, me and Ashanti had a tour around that time. I come off tour. DPS is gone. They're fired. He hired a whole other production Team and, and these are the guys that are supposed to bring it home and didn't. Yeah. So, you know, so I, you know, when you when you go through stuff like this, you live, you learn. Was it a hard lesson for me? Yes. It was a, it was a tough lesson. It was embarrassing and all everything you, you you can you can think of. But, you know, I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, I'm I don't I'm not easily, you know, discouraged or, or anything like that. If I was, I wouldn't be here today. So yeah, we, we, we're going to do another festival, and you guys are invited. <laughs> Let me uh, just pitch it to you. By the end of this interview, I want you to say, you in or you out? I'll pitch it to me. What is the idea for the festival? So it's, it's, I mean, what I wanted to do originally with the festival and what I'm still wanting to do is I want it, I want it to be a festival, you know, that involves all of the arts and entertainment, not just music. Okay. So film tech and, and science guys, you know, art, you know, the real art guys come down and do art exhibits. So you never get bored at my festival. If your favorite act's not playing till 10 o'clock, all right, we'll go check out the new film that's coming out in the summertime. We have the film guys here too. Or you can go check out the art exhibits. Or you can go see whatever new science and tech is going on until ASAP comes on later. Or whoever's before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the idea I wanted for the festival. So when you are walking the grounds and you're there, you're a part of this, 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 this experience. And it's not just about the music. It's about, you understand what I'm saying? Well, it's, yeah, because it's, it's almost, it's almost, um, it's you in a way, right? Because you're music and you're an actor and, you know, you want to make movies. And so it's, it's kind of a And I mean, I have a tech company. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's what the culture is. 
This is the this is the new hip hop culture. Is it going to be in the Bahamas? No. Okay. I have not found the the the, the place yet. I have great partners this time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, my partners now they they are very experienced in the uh, uh, festival world. They yeah. Probably do some of your favorite festivals. And uh, you know, so they're 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 working with me now. I'm not going to give it away just yet because we we want to do it to do it the way we do it, announce it the way we announce it. But um, so so I'm working with these guys, and they're gonna they're gonna absolutely bring it home the way we we need to do it, and it's gonna be amazing. Brittany, what do you think about this? I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just as excited, truthfully, as I was when he implemented the first idea. Yeah, yeah, because. I just want to see it successful. We had I want it rocking. to see it done. Did we have, yeah. Was it, before it went belly Listen. up, was, was it looking like it was going to be the shit? Oh, my God. We had our own planes, for Christ's sake. Yeah. It was going to be literally game changing. What festival like. has their own planes to transport people? Who? Who Telling did it? You. Game changing. And, then, and once this one goes right, it will be game changing. Yeah. Just yeah. as the first one was supposed to be. So. Yeah. You know, um, I just can't wait for people to we'll get see it. We'll get vision. it right. We'll get it right. <laughs> we'll get it right. Um, we're running out of time. I could talk to you, I think, for <laughs> three hours. Um, but I, I, I do want to be respectful of your guys' time. So I want to do kind of like um, some like rapid fire questions for you okay. guys to kind of close things out. We got to we got to think of a new word for fire. I, I, every time I hear it, I just yeah, I get flashback. Oh, right. fire! <laughs> Rapid fire! Oh, <laughs> Rapid fire festival questions. <laughs> Wake up in cold sweats, goddamn! <laughs> um, describe yourself uh, as only you would in two or three sentences. Um, down to earth, cool. Funny guy, father, I don't know. <laughs> now, Brittany, you go describe him. Um, I would say he is caring, um, very loving, very funny. All the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I would say you have, you are a great motivational um, person in my life, you know? Thank yeah. you, baby. I appreciate all the... I got your check later, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, where was your first kiss? Oh, Jesus Christ. My first kiss. Um, my first kiss was in an igloo. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yo, this is a crazy story. This is like one of, of them stories places. like, yo, my first kiss was in a goddamn igloo. So let me tell you. So when we were kids, right, we like, we used to like, we used to like build igloos mm -hmm. with the snow. Like you can actually go inside. Yeah. Yeah, this is true because yeah. he built me one as a kid. Yeah, he built the igloo. Really? Yeah. So, so we, so we built this igloo, and me and like one of the young girls that were one of my, was like my neighbor up the block. I forget her name. Damn, she's supposed to remember your first kiss name, but I forgot. <laughs> but um, yeah. But you know what's so crazy because it's always like the older kids that put the young kids up like this. Right. Yeah. And it was like it was like my old my uncles Dennison Rich and, yeah. and, and, and and her sister and 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 they, and and they were like messing around. And they were like, yeah, it'd be cute to give had them kids. Yeah, yeah. So we were in the igloo doing kid stuff, and they were like, hey, kiss, 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 and we had a kiss. Yeah, like it was like a little like, yeah, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all making us kiss? Yeah, <laughs> it was like the worst kiss ever. If, yeah. you, if you said, hey, Wells, guess where Ja Rule had his first kiss? <laughs> I could have made seven million guesses and I wouldn't have come with Igloo. In an Igloo. Uh, where's your first concert? 
oh man, my first concert, real concert or like show? Both. Mm, I don't remember either, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah, uh, my first concerts. I remember. The, I remember the first concerts, like yep. where they were. They were in like small clubs and shit, like the Q Club in Queens and. You know, those types of the, the tunnel. Yeah. You know, and and that. And those are like my first like real like performances that I did. And my, I think my first show show that I really took a, like a big stage was at Queen's Day. And I met Tupac that day. It was the first time I ever met Tupac. And he was performing there. And Jay was also performing. And Jay brought me on stage with him. And I forgot my lyrics. I remember this. And, and I <laughs> I, the moment was too big, man. There was too much going on, all right? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> no, nah, but that was that was like one of my first big moments. Yeah, on 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 stage. Do you remember the first time you saw your dad perform like uh, on a big stage? Um, the first time I can't really remember. I low key feel like I remember seeing you perform. I don't even think it was in person. I think I remember seeing you take like, like when they used to show like the, those MTV, um, like the summer jam type. Right, like that right, wasn't right, that was right, obviously right, wasn't right, your first right, performance. Right. But I think for me, like visually seeing you with like a huge, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, was that when well? You, those would have to be her first time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I wasn't. I was really. I was young. Still. Yeah, my first performance, like those that I was talking about. Yeah, I wasn't she wasn't even born yet. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, those was like cash money click days. Yeah, and I, I wasn't even there for the one that you're talking about with. Tupac, either. Like, you wasn't born yet. Yeah, yeah I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. What was your first job? Never had a job. Really? Ever, ever, ever. My first job, I guess, would be rapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My other jobs were odd jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, le- not legal ones? Not legal ones, nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> what's, what's the weirdest habit you have? Um, Probably to bite my lips. Yeah. I'm doing it now. I just, I just, I just do it. I don't know. Yeah, I do that. Too. I think I got it from my dad. He did that's like the only thing I got from him. This is not a great thing either. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, pops. <laughs> and I guess miss you, man. <laughs> my la- my last question is: Is everything good with you and Fitty? Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Answered. <laughs> um, last before I let you guys go, um, what do you guys want to promote? I mean, obviously you're. Growing up hip hop, uh, New York is is a big is a big deal going yes. on. Growing mm-hmm. up hip hop, watch it. Make sure y'all tune in every Thursday night, nine p.m. on We TV. Yes, yes, yes. Check out us and and the gang, man. Mm-hmm. Flavor Flav's kids and Flav and Fat Joe and his kids and Charlie and Gotti and and all the kids, man. <laughs> and all the all our beautiful children. It's a really really fun show, man. Yeah. Um, I just bought a sports team. Okay. Which I. Want to talk about that because it's 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 very important to me. It's women's empowerment. I bought a female sports a football team. Wow, like American football. Yeah, and um, it's the it's the WFLA is the league, and I bought the New York Stars. Wow. So yeah, we're we're gonna be kicking off you know our inaugural season twenty twenty. You know I think we're gonna do a lot of exhibition games in twenty twenty, and then kick off the real season coming in twenty twenty one. I have to check with the league and see what's, you know what, what, what the actual plans are. But, yeah, it's it's really dope. And, and these women athletes are out of this world. They, I mean, I'm telling you, you, 
you wouldn't you wouldn't believe me when I tell you, but they Saquon Barkley and 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 Antonio Brown, the way they train, these women have those training regiments and ball out like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think, you know, when people think about women's football, they think about is it, you know, am I gonna enjoy it? I'm gonna, you're not gonna miss a beat. It's just women playing football. Yeah. It looks, feels the same, hitting, tackling. And they're beautiful women, you know, so, you know, very remarkable. Are you a GM? Like, do you get to, like, make uh, decisions as to who you draft and stuff like that? I'm Jerry Jones, man. (laughs) I own the thing, okay? I make all the decisions. But, yeah, you know, so I'm I'm putting my my coaching staff and stuff together now. You know, I reached out to uh, my my, my brother Antonio Pierce from the Giants. Yeah. And uh, he's going to help me out with uh, with structuring my my coaching staff and my, my... my training staff and stuff like that for the girls. So that's amazing. But for, for the women, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? What about music? December twelfth, my new album. Yep. Uh, it's called Twelve. It's gonna be amazing. I have a uh, some amazing songs on there. You know, um, I actually I made a record about the Fire Festival. It's called For Your Real Entertainment, which is an acronym for Fire. Yep. Very fun record. Very, very, very. <laughs> so yeah, I'm December twelfth. Um, I got my, my my tech company Icon, which is a booking platform for talent, all talent, artists, uh, athletes, models, speakers, influencers, and, and anybody who who is you know looking to take control of their their, their booking and you know their their managerial type stuff with their booking. Which, you know, we don't cut out the management. We don't take nothing from the artists, so. Yeah. Is there anything you don't do? Um, I don't smoke crack. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I think that's where we got to end it. Right? <laughs> uh, Brittany, Ja, thank you guys so much for coming on the Wells cast. Of course. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. us. Uh, that was amazing. I love yeah, you guys so sure, much. Man. And uh, you know what? I'm in. All right. Hey, hey another one in, baby. So, so far, I got you guys. I got Iconic. I got Access. They're all coming. I'm telling you, it's going to be big, baby. It's going to be big. Subscribe to Wells Cast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the internet. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. 
Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.